The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Okay, so there I was someplace on the campus, and I was thinking about today's text, Luke 5, 1 to 11. And there I was in the midst of over a quarter of a million volumes of theology on this campus, amidst scholars, and not to mention the collegiate architecture of this grand campus. And in the midst of all that, something not intellectual hit me about this text. Of the 11 verses in this text, only two, only two refer to Jesus' teaching. And it's only a passing reference. They make no mention of the content of what Jesus was saying. In verse 1, it says that the people on the shore were listening to the Word of God. And in verse 3, it says that when he got into the boat, he sat down and taught the people from the boat. This is a story. It's not an intellectual delivery of the content of the gospel of God. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Lutherans know that. This is a story not so much about the Word of God, but about the effect of God's work in people's lives. Yes, indeed, Jesus did have an effective word. Jesus does have today a very powerful and effective word. And it's not only in this text, but in others in this early section of Luke. For example, in Luke chapter 4, the people were amazed at Jesus' teaching because his words had authority. Again, all the people were amazed and said to each other, what words are these? With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out. His word has authority, but that said, in these early chapters of St. Luke, we don't hear the intellectual content of what he was teaching. We are told the stories, one story after another, of how God's work changed daily lives. Now, being on this campus, doing what we do on this campus, reading, studying, teaching, lecturing, writing papers, we may be predisposed uh, against communicating the gospel by stories. But I want you to listen to something. Two quotations that come originally out of the 2005 Lausanne uh, Conference on World Evangelization. The first quotation from one of the papers presented at that conference says this, quote, There are four billion oral communicators of the world, people who can't, don't, or won't take in new information or communicate by literate means. Do we resemble that remark? 
Oral communicators are found in every cultural group in the world and they constitute approximately two-thirds of the world's population, yet we are not communicating the gospel effectively with them. Ironically, an estimated 90%, now get this, four million, two-thirds of the people in our world do not get into for whatever reason, the academic intellectual approach that we do on this campus, and we should, two-thirds of the world people, and yet an estimated 90% of the world's Christian workers presenting the gospel use highly literate communication styles. They use the printed page or expositional, analytical, and logical presentations of God's word. This makes it difficult if not impossible, for oral learners to hear and understand the message and communicate it to others. Yeah, but you might say, this is the United States of America, and most of us in this country can read. Page 55. A 2004 study reported that literary reading in America is not only declining rapidly among all groups, but the rate of decline has accelerated, especially among the young. This reflects a massive shift toward electronic media for entertainment and information. And numerous Western societies are seeing similar shifts toward electronic media and the accompanying, accompanying secondary orality. Consider the following statistics. 58% of the U.S. adult population never read another book after high school. 42% of U.S. university graduates never read another book. Gotta wonder about seminary graduates. And finally, adults in the United States spend four hours per day watching TV, three hours listening to radio, and 14 minutes reading magazines. The Word of God is a powerful and effective Word. We see it in the Gospel of Luke. St. John says, chapter 6, verse 63, quoting Jesus, My words are spirit, and they our life. But you and I are living and ministering in a time when the propositional intellectual presentations of truth fall on uncomprehending ears. And God has blessed us in this time with an effective way to communicate his word, the story the story that grows out of the Word of God, but shows itself in the work of God changing daily lives. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. 
From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. You and I share in that story. We can see ourselves in that story. And so in this day and age, I, for one, I want to hear your stories. How do you know who Jesus is? And by the same token, I would hope that you want to hear from those of us who are older how we have come to know who Jesus is in our heads and in the experiences each day of our hearts. We need to tell the stories to one another about how the forgiveness of sins has come to us sinful people about how Jesus calms our troubled souls. We need to hear the stories from one another about what it is that brought each one of us here to this place. Because like Simon and the others, we're set on becoming fishers of men. How does it go? I love to tell the story. For those who know it best seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. Some years later, some years later, Simon Peter talked about the stories of his experience with the Word and the work of God in his life. And Simon said, Acts chapter 4, verse 20, we cannot but speak the things that we have heard and seen. The people of the world including you and including me. We want to hear the story of how you know who Jesus is. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.